Does communion ever seem strange or irrational to you? What questions do you have? Hey there, I'm Andrew Stevens, and this is Unlocked, your daily key to unlocking God's Word in your life. The idea of Jesus being the bread of life. It's one of those things that, if you've grown up in church, it can kind of take for granted, but when you stop and think about it, it is a really interesting idea. We're going to dig in a little bit more into what that means in our devotion today that was written by D. Robin Newman and is called Eating the Bread of Life. John chapter 6, verses 28 through 58. I read this passage and was struck by how many ways Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life. Take a minute and read that passage and count how many times Jesus does refer to himself as bread or says that he should be eaten. Now, let's stop and take a step back for a second here. How can Jesus be bread? How can we eat his flesh and drink his blood? It sounds cannibalistic. Actually, one of the earliest criticisms of Christianity was because of a rumor that Christians were eating human flesh at the gatherings. To understand this teaching of Jesus, though, it helps to look at the Old Testament. The temple sacrificial system called for a perfect animal with no blemish to be a blood sacrifice. Lambs, bulls, and even turtle doves, if a person was poor, were all brought to the temple, alive, then sacrificed on God's temple altar to atone for sin. God decreed the meat should be roasted and served as food for the priests as their portion. Because priests didn't farm or make things to sell, the food from sacrifices gave them their nourishment, sustaining their life physically and pointing to life spiritually. Jesus, who was perfect with no blemish of sin, became our final sacrifice for sin when he died on the cross. In John chapter 6, Jesus was expressing that he is like the manna that nourishes and gives life. Similarly, eating his body as bread when we take communion is akin to the temple priests eating animal sacrifices. When we take in Christ's body and blood poured out for us instead of an animal sacrifice, Jesus promises us, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is true because once we put our trust in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, our sins have been atoned for. Christ substituted his own body for animal sacrifice. His brutal death became an amazing and loving gift, a sinless body given for our sins. After Jesus died, he rose back to life, defeating sin and death completely. Now, communion is a beautiful reminder of Christ as the Lamb of God and the bread of life, who gave his life so we could live with him forever. So, let's talk about this. There are some questions going through your mind right now. What did Jesus do right before he talked about being the bread of life? If you need some help, take a look at John chapter 6, verses 1 through 24. What questions did people ask him about it? Does communion ever seem strange or irrational to you? What questions do you have? As you and I can read in John chapter 6, verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Now, I'd encourage you to read in your Bible once again, John chapter 6, verses 28 through 58, including that verse we just read, to help keep God's Word alive in your life. Unlocked is a service of Keys for Kids Ministries, and it's listener-supported. Just $5 a month goes a long way to help us keep Unlocked going strong into the future. And if you'd like to donate and join the team supporting Unlocked, you can do so by checking out the Giving tab in the Unlocked app or unlocked.org. Now, be sure to check back tomorrow because we're going to switch from the bread of life to living water. But until then, I'm Andrew, encouraging you to live life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life.